Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Guaranteed. Walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt! Yeah! Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at jwright 929 espn Dennis Fuller's producer of the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter on X at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Happy National Signing Day. Surprise! <laughs> no. Um, I guess it's it's sort of suddenly become an eventful day because the Grizzlies have made a trade right before we came on air, Jeffrey. Is that exciting to you? That we, that, you know, deadline day is technically tomorrow, but they've now made both their, they've now made two trades, one a week before the deadline and a day before the deadline. Would you rather have it be a deadline day deal just to, you know, spice it up a little bit? Exciting? No. It does give us something to talk about. But (laughs) I think we're at a point with the Grizzlies where the deals that they're going to make, like, let's be clear. Y'all, there was no value. They got rid of Xavier Tillman. Like, they're just cutting down the roster. Like, they got two pencils and a highlighter. A 20-30 second rounder. 
Mm. That's not. I hear that's going to be a good draft. That's a long. I hear it's going to be a good start, draft. When you start hearing assets are in another decade, so that that's means- when. That's when it's like oh. And we're not talking like, oh, it's 2019. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like when team, college football teams schedule yeah, a game in exactly. the 2030s. It's like, is that, that's not, that game's not going to happen. <laughs> we're we're going to have three new conferences by then. <laughs> uh, well, um, interesting uh, week because you've got National Signing Day today, which doesn't matter anymore. You've got Trade Deadline Day, which here for the Grizzlies feels like, I don't know, you're, you're almost like almost like – doesn't even matter. Here's well, no. Here's what's interesting about it. It's not necessarily the trades themselves. What's interesting about it is they're clearly trying to cut down the roster. Something that we knew that they were going to have to do. What's interesting to me, it's like who can they actually get rid of? Because it seems to me, <laughs> it seems to me the the strategy is they are willing to give up players as long as they don't have to take anything back, like take anything toxic back. Like I said, uh, those wings. Who you're talking about here, really? Mm-hmm. Zaire, Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, maybe even Con- you can maybe even throw Conchar. I, I think Conchar's, you, Conchar's on that. They're, the the, only, they're the, the couch on the side of the road. And what happened is someone drove by, saw the couch, saw it smelled bad, but then was like, oh, I see you got a love seat inside yeah, there. Well, can, I, can I re? Yeah. Well, How much you will? I'll give you $25 for that. I don't, you know. So during <laughs> that, that love seat's name was Xavier I, Tillman Sr. I think couch is not not the right the right one okay. because a couch could still be useful <laughs> because on some of these like you know you could even if it smells bad like you know what let's go get it covered we you know for breeze there's lots th- there's strategy really? you know people who would do that oh yeah yeah I've okay. known some some true cheapest of the cheap at, not- at certain points in my life but here's what it's like during one of the fifty eight times that we lost power the last two or three years mm-hmm. I had a wine fridge and. It was plugged into the wall. I didn't have a. I didn't have a surge protector. I guess hand up. That's on me. It fried the wine fridge. Mm-hmm. That bad boy went out on the street. Like uh, you've got. You've got to be able to figure out how to how to. Did someone pick up re- the wine fridge? It was gone in ten minutes. Oh, see, it was that, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, who the hell would? Take? That was a Stephen Adams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was yeah, a no, Stephen Adams. Jumped on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> someone wanted that. Yeah. All right. Well, what do, you, what do you need? You need a guy that's not going to play. Here's nine million. Well, Xavier Tillman's given us something to talk about for buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. So we'll dive into that trade. The Grizzlies also talk uh, Memphis basketball as well. They play Temple tomorrow. Uh, our long you know, wait to see if they've turned the corner will soon be over, um, hopefully, maybe, um, or returned the corner. Uh, 240 or so, David Cobb from CBSSports.com will join us. We'll talk to him about college basketball. Also, want to get his thoughts on this whole Tennessee NIL deal. Mm. I don't this broke after he came on the show last week, I believe. Um, no, no, we talked well, we talked about the the investigation. So you're correct. He Totmeyer and I talked about the actual mm. attorney general and all that. Well, the attorney general tough blow for the AGs yesterday uh in court. So, um, I got the sense that obviously it wasn't a win, but it was mainly just like Time's not of the issue. You don't qualify for this. Yes. I, no, it, it was not. It's not the end of the case, but it was. Uh, it, it stalls them basically being able to sign whoever the hell they want for whatever they want immediately. Sure. <laughs> sure. In theory. I would say on, on paper. Legally. Legally. Three o'clock or so, we'll get into the list. Uh, Grizzlies did play a game last night. 
uh, against the Knicks, so we'll talk about that. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's Super Bowl week, too, by the way. Does it feel like Super Bowl week? I, I understand it's Wednesday, but I don't know why. I like, think I blame the commission. Uh, he had the, he threw had his the press routine. conference. He threw, threw the early. routine off. Yeah, he threw the routine off. You know, he. Who were we supposed to focus on? Your Super Bowl media day, like with the players, Travis Kelsey. But I do feel like it does feel like Super Bowl week in the sense that the Chiefs. What's interesting is how much the Chiefs are dominating the headlines. Obviously because of the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, but then you've got the Patrick Mahomes dad thing. And just in general, there seems to be way more interest in the Chiefs than the Niners in all of this. Yeah, I think, though, isn't that like a – it's more of kind of a reflection of – Well, they, they could – this is a potential dynasty we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but I also think it's like the the quote-unquote stars of the Niners. Like it doesn't – it's never made sense to me, but McCaffrey has never just had – Despite being an awesome football player, like he doesn't have like the star quality. Like he, he's, not, he's not shoved down our throats on every ad. Uh, then their receiving cores kind of, you know, it's all interchangeable. Like they have very good players, but none of them are like shoved down our throats with like media well, marketing. Well, I'll say this if, if you're not excited for it, I think you should be. So we'll talk well, about this. The Super other thing Bowl. I was thinking about though is this. So we kind of mentioned yesterday like the whole Super Bowl rotation. Mm-hmm. Like is, the, it, is it interesting? Yes, the venues. Is it interesting that like it feels like the primary venues are all going to be main, mainly West Coast? I mean, I know Las Vegas is not the coast. Well, I think but, Miami, New Orleans, but I mean, I think Miami's going to have a. I think Miami has a uh, capacity problem. Well, they're not going to just go to those five places. There's also Indianapolis that they'll go to from time they, to time. They don't like. They only did that. I think they've only done the Super Bowl there once, right? And I think it's. They did the whole give if you there was a point in time where if you built a new stadium, yes, they would give you right. a Super Bowl. Dallas is gonna get get I stuff. Think, I think Dallas is only hosted once. I know, but they'll get stuff. Like I, I you're talking like just the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean it, it it also depends. Do they want their Super Bowls, the Super Bowl to be daytime? Do they want it, you know, in the venue that they're at? Do they you know, because if you're on the West Coast, it's gonna be a daytime game or like a afternoon game. Um, I don't know what the answer is there. I don't know if it matters or not. Yeah, for I just them. I just thought it's interesting because it feels like college sports. And granted, part of this is an interest thing because if you've never lived on the West Coast, I you bet you though they're gonna they're gonna it's still gonna be like when Nashville builds that stadium. Well, they're gonna one, expect get, to get a Super Bowl. Well, I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think like the only place that probably is gonna build a new stadium and won't get the Super Bowl is Buffalo because it's not a dome. And I bet it's too small. Well, yeah. I think they're going I think they're doing the SoFi thing. I think they're doing the canopy. They're gotcha. gonna. It's not gonna be dome. It's not an indoor stadium, or it's not an indoor stadium, but it's gonna have like a roof. They're gonna do that. But I think for Buffalo, the other issue would be it's like you have to have a baz- like the same reasons we can't host an All Star game. Mm-hmm. You have to have a bazillion hotel rooms. Like yeah. I, I think Buffalo wouldn't qualify on that. We've also got to talk about TV today. Mm. We had big T, big sports TV news, and this is yeah. a show that is. Devoted and dedicated to the sports TV Wait a watcher. They're going to put several channels together in one offering? And charge you a little more. No way. Yep. Revolutionary. Mm. We'll talk about it all on today's show. But let's start with a little buy-sell By short. Way, you'll never guess what NBA TV or whatever. What's the NBA show? You'll never guess who their, who their, who their lead in the A block is. LeBron. No way. Mm. How'd you get it? Buy-sell short or go to Reddit. 
It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey Show, where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. By the way, is our boy Wendy, is he slimming a little? I mean, I, granted, I haven't seen him. Is granted, he? He, had a lot, he had a lot to lose recently, but, like, it, but it looks like a little trimmer. Good. Yeah, yeah. he probably needs. You yeah, know, I, like I think it, probably for health wise, it's probably know, a good thing. Good. Yeah, he's a nice guy and and he's good at what he does. So hopefully, uh, whatever weight he's at, I hope he's happy. Um, all right, you mentioned we've got you know the A block with LeBron. What mm-hmm. will the Lakers do? Yeah, uh, we now have again. We mentioned it earlier. News on the Grizzlies front. They have made another trade. Uh, Xavier Tillman going to the Boston Celtics for three second round picks. Is that correct? All right, two. Celtics are sending a second via Atlanta, a 2030 via Dallas. I think it's two. Two second-round picks. So that's now Steven Adams and Xavier Tillman for the contract of Victor Oladipo and five second-round picks. Also known as one Jay Crowder. <laughs> one Jay Crowder. Yes. Um, it clears, uh, I guess, Xavier Tillman was going to be a restricted free agent at the end of this season, I believe. Was he going to be no. restricted? I think it was unrestricted because, remember, he, they didn't, didn't pick they up sign? his option. Yeah. I thought he signed, but didn't they give him, like, a small extension? Uh, I think they just, like, picked up an option. Yeah. Um, I know he's uh, he's unrestricted. Yes. Um, yes. He would, yes, he would have been an unrestricted free agent. So you get something for him. This obviously Barely. suggests, well, but this suggests, okay, they're not, they were not planning, um... They were not planning to keep him. I, I think financially they couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and so um, they still need a new starting center at somewhere at some point. But um, this does clear another roster spot. Well, let's take that premise because that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What if they're what if they're what if they're kind of telegraphing that hey, their starting front court's going to be Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. I well. I don't think they're telegraphing that. I think they're going to sign someone. I think they're hoping not to be done. Okay. I would guess. So that's that's kind of the the that's when we talk about like is it exciting at the deadline? It's not exciting. I do think it's interesting cuz it, they're giving us they're giving us information for what is going to happen for next year's team, which is that's all I actually care well, about. And and I actually think don't know if this particular trade is all that illuminating and like the Adams trade was obviously a much bigger deal. No, 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 I agree with you on that, but what is clear right now is the Grizzlies know what everybody knows. They've got to cut it down. They've got too much right now. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I say are they telegraphing it because there's a couple of there you know there's a couple of factors. I'm still not sure, Mark, unless they get rid of more guys, I don't know what they're going to be – I don't know if they can be spending money. What if the what if the starting center or the third front court guy is the rookie? Whoever they use with the first-round pick. Yeah, it could be. I think it depends on what number – what pick you're getting in that situation, right? Like, if you have a shot at that SAR guy, for instance, or the, the right center, I could see, you know, Dallas – I mean, it hasn't necessarily worked perfectly. Dallas did that this year with Derek Lively. Like, he's yeah. been a pretty good rookie big for them. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, there's some there's obvious risk involved in that. I, I just, just, when I was on with Jason and John earlier, they were talking about this a little bit. And, I, like, to me, Jenkins said last week or whenever it was, whenever the Adams trade happened, 
You know, they're looking for an archetype of Steven Adams. Yeah. You know, and so to me, like you're not going to be able to replicate everything Steven Adams did, I don't think. Now, you, and you might be able to get someone who can do some other things better than Steven Adams. But the key things to me that you're looking for in your center in particular is someone who rebounds, re, like compliments Jaron. And complimenting Jaron, to me, the most important parts are rebounding and being able to work the pick and roll with John ja Morant. Yeah, like, I agree. Being that guy. That's all. Like, you need to be a rim runner. I mean, a guy Adams who can really set a even, good Adams screen. Adams really wasn't even a rim runner. As long as you're just... But someone who can, but even though he wasn't a rim runner in the traditional sense, he was like that savvy, like he was like a lane crasher, you know, like he would like, even though he was setting one screen, you know, he knew how to like turn it into two screens, you know, like he was really, really good. And I mean, honestly, another, I know this all goes under the umbrella of rebounding, but like they need a guy that is a good offensive rebounder because honestly, that's how, that's been part of their half court offense is just getting extra opportunities. Yes. So, um, here's my buy sell short to go to Reddit for you. All right. Based off this, we now have two trades in the books for the Grizzlies, and after last night's loss to the Knicks, a six game losing streak. Yes, they and covered I, though, even though it looked like they were going to get run out of the building by forty. Yes, <laughs> that's what I thought. That first half, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I did not. Oh no, I, I did not watch the comeback live. I I'll it, be perfectly I honest. It, I put it on Twitter. Last night was the fir- the only other time I think I did this this season was they were playing at Chicago. It was either wild card. It was either super wild card weekend. I beg your pardon, not wild card weekend. Sorry, Kamish. It was either like it was like Chicago like on super wild card weekend. I think that's what it was because it was the Packers. I think it was the Packers Niners game. No, but like I just decided like at halftime when you've been watching that it's like I'm I'm good here. Yeah, I've seen no, enough. Like, I, I'll be honest, I did not watch the second half live. Like, if, but then, like, I had people out there. They're like, "Dude, I you last longer than I did." Crazy. Yeah. So, um, here's my buy sell short to go to Reddit for you based on the two trades we've now seen. What's been happening on the court? Buy sell short to go to Reddit. Reddit. The Grizzlies are officially tanking. Or I should, they are. Yeah, gracefully I, I, I tanking. Know, I know what you mean. Gracefully tanking. Not doing it. They're not. They're not doing it overtly. They're doing it the right way. They're pl- they're, they're tanking the right way. So I'm selling this because Mark. I think they've already been doing this. <laughs> so it was official like, a while ago. Yeah, I mean, I think you could make the argument, and I believe it was you that was saying this. We were talking off the air. You can make the argument. This started when they waived Bismack Biamba. Well, that was the first move. That was like, oh, they're not, like, this is not, that's not necessarily, like, in your best like immediate is, is interest. Is that Gabriel Princip killing Franz Ferdinand? Is that the moment that launched it all? <laughs> that launched the yeah. tank? Yeah. It's like, that's when the garage well, door nah. opened? I think the 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 murder of Franz Ferdinand is... is ja. It, yeah, Ja's, yeah. when they announced the surgery. When, yeah, that, the yeah. national championship night. Correct, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I yeah. remember it. Um, yeah, when they announced that he had torn his leg. Uh, that was... Oh, you're right, that was... Yeah, because we were making... We were talking no, about... I'll never forget it. Well, no, uh, now now uh, it will be linked well, in my mind we forever. Were t- we were talking about... They've had some outstanding news dumps this year. <laughs> like, remember they had like a... It was like... We were like waiting to decide like... Did they just say like, Oh, it's close now, 14... No, go, go, go! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the third quarter. Yeah, yeah it was, it was like, like right when the game was. Yeah, good. it's like oh, they got Washington at the ball. Chance to go. <laughs> I'm like, like, waiting to see how the second half started. Um, I am 
I'm buying this. They are officially, like, gracefully tanking. Great. Like, to me, you're right that ultimately you started looking to next season and, like, the, the ultimately the triggering event, you're probably right, is the John Moran injury. But to me, like, the once they started getting bringing these 10 days in and the injuries happened, like, they were going to play out the string. Now, like, my question is, I don't think enough's being asked. Like, we got the update from Taylor Jenkins that, like, Desmond Bain is, like, working really hard to try and, like, beat his recovery date. Like, no. Like, like I mean, I was just like, I was like, are we oh, sure that's the smartest l- l- thing here? He, let me phrase it this I way. I get it. We can't say it. Let me let me phrase it this way. If you want to put that out in the public space to make your guy look good, yeah. by all means. Yeah. Let me tell you who should not be pushing it to return. <laughs> because here's the thing. He said it, he was still on schedule. There are not – There. it'd be one thing. Like, I completely we're understand. Sitting, we're sitting Santi with a tailbone contusion right now, a bruised tailbone. Now, granted – I don't know what his contract looks like. Yeah. Are there certain fresh like are there Well the new deal doesn't kick in until next year. But like are there incentives? Usually this is more of an yeah. this is honestly though, this is usually more you of, could a, be right. you could of be an right. NFL thing. Yeah. Like, you know, there you, could be some incentives. When you're like, why the hell is that, that guy when you see week eighteen? Or it could be like a certain point total and he scored. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like you know you see this in week eighteen when a team's like already deciding like, why the hell is he playing? It's like mm-hmm. it's usually because Oh, if he gets another seventy yards, he gets mm-hmm. like it's amazing what they'll do for like two hundred fifty grand. Like it's like in the NFL, and I get it on the NFL contract, so you have to get all you can get. But well, like I am very, very curious what they do with Bain and Marcus Smart when they're ready to come back. Like, are they just are they going to play? Like, I guess There's, is there going to be like if they're truly back when their time frame the in the time frame they gave initially. In terms of like when they're going to be reevaluated, like they were technically basically going to be reevaluated after the All Star break, and like they, the timeline tracked where they'd be back like in the beginning of March, and like are you going to have them play a month of meaningless games? Can you tell me where I am in the tankathon? Because here's the thing, I don't, I think that the the Spurs. Your, You're not passing the Spurs. The Spurs, your Wizards, Detroit, and I even think Charlotte. Those people have done just such magnificent work. Like, when you talk about, like, you see, you read that term paper, and you're like, I could never write this. Well, that's that's special work. Well, I, I thought it was funny. Last night I tw- last night at halftime, or, like, yeah, I think it was at halftime, I tweeted, you know, I said, it's really sinking in that, like, we're about to, I know, I know, I should have been there a long time ago, but I said, no, it's no, really no, beginning I wasn't this- going to go that direction. I got one better for you. So I well, told you about my buddy. So you're talking about, like, how are we going to watch these things? Well, I just said I said it's really beginning to sink in that we've got two more months of mostly meaningless Grizzlies basketball games to get through. And my friend Kyle Bailey, who hosts the show in yeah. Charlotte, he, he replied, hello from Charlotte. <laughs> Which is <laughs> tremendous, yeah. Uh, I got I, – if you, you really want to go to a dark place with me? Mm-hmm. You – I think I'd mentioned this to you. I know Jeff had mentioned it. I mentioned it to Jeff, and he, he said it today on the show, morning show. Although, I've, as we found out, we're all just midday shows. Mm-hmm. Three out of our four shows are midday shows. How that works, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, it is entirely possible. We, mm-hmm. again, I think every, it does feel like when you got there, like the collective, everyone's kind of now like, okay, can we fast forward? If the Tigers 
we're basically going to know by next Sunday when that SMU game ends, we're basically going to know at that point in time whether or not there it matters until the conference tournament. Because well, yeah, I mean, they, even if they I think go, they have to go three and one. I think I think you're probably right, but even if they went two and two, there'd be enough people who could like talk themselves into like, eh, you know, you never know, like, you know, like it's not. I don't know if it. I I see what you're saying, but I also think there is a scenario where it's just still kind of up in the air. Two and two means you got to win out, basically. Yeah, no, I agree. Two and two means you've like it's you know you're more than likely just need to win the conference tournament. You're probably right, but again, it's like enough there where you wiggle room where you could talk yourself into it. So I'd mention I got a, co- a couple of buddies that were were spitballing ideas of how to make the season watchable. Mm-hmm. So we, I told you we had uh, my one buddy that said, why don't they just go and sign so all the kids? we're both in agreement that they are now tanking, whether they say it or not. Yeah. No, they. I think you they, just You think they started it a while yeah. ago. I'm just picking up on it Correct. now. Yes. Okay. They've, they have punted on the competitive enterprise of the season. Yes. They have to play 82 games. It's contractually obligated. Did you know I went through every injury report for my column yesterday just to like count the number different different types of injuries that they've had this year Surely, listed on the injury report? Isn't there somewhere that you can sort that? I don't know. I just did it myself. It didn't take that long. Um, you know they've had ten different kinds of soreness so far. Well, sore, soreness is always the giveaway of rest. Well, what, regardless, ten different body parts of soreness. Yeah, that, but those are rest days. I, I get it. But they've had there's 35 total designations. Santi has mm-hmm. had the most injury designations on the team. Six different types of injuries. All right, let me see if I can do this off the top of my head. Would Kennard be second? Um, so I believe technically Kennard and Derrick Rose are tied for second. I believe after last night, Derrick Rose. He took when the lead. we get when we get the, the next injury he, report. Yeah. Derrick Rose will right. take the lead. It's like unless you know. It's unless, like when the number one team loses on Saturday. You're just waiting for the new rankings to come yes, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Derrick yeah. Rose is going to now be tied with Santi. Yeah, uh, atop the leaderboard of injury designations. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other ideas that were thrown out, I mentioned yesterday, just sign kids of the '96 Bulls teams. Mm. So. What if like, so we, Scotty Pippen? Who else was on that team? Well, could we get? You could get super progressive. Can't you Rodman, sound like Rodman's daughter? Yeah, Rodman's daughter. I think um, Rodman has a son too that that was like played a little college ball. Sign one of the, the I, again. I don't think we can. Ron sign. Harper's kid is good, like one of the top five recruits in the country. So you get, you know, Dylan Harper or whatever his name yeah. is, yeah, like who's going to Rutgers. He's yeah. one of the kids who signed with Rutgers. Oh yeah, because didn't some blowhards on Twitter like you ruined the kid's moment to Woj? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's uh, gonna be he's gonna be an NBA player in a few years. You can sign. Yeah, so he'd be. He could the get problem him. is, I, I want guys now. Okay. You know, again, we mentioned the yeah, he's not eligible. The yeah. awkwardness of probably you probably can't sign Marcus Jordan with Scottie Pippen Jr. on the team. Yeah, probably can't do that. But again, Jeffrey's still out there, mm-hmm. still out there. Um, what were the other ideas? The other ideas. I've got another buddy who is adamant that the Grizzlies should just convince all of the core four to come out of retirement and to just play this year, just just for feelings, for vibes and feelings. There's no way they want to do that. The three, I mean, no, probably not. I mean, I saw, I'll just say this. I saw Tony play in the big three this yeah. summer. He's not capable of playing an NBA game right now. He'd have, he'd have to train a little, quite a bit. Um, Conley, obviously, still playing. Yeah. I, you know, Gasol looks like hasn't played this year over in Barcelona. And yeah. like, to be honest, it looked kind of rough at the end of his NBA. You know, like he wasn't playing much. The, the, 
the whole point is just yeah. how can you make us care? Yeah, no, you're a good point. I think we're just talking about ideas. They could pull it off. They could pull it off. They wouldn't be any good, Again, but they'd pull it I off. I think we could probably we need to file a request. Can Maybe we play that's what they should do on April sixth. Like make just make that whole day that, yeah. just for one bring game. Bring them back. Bring them back for one game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're just we're moving tickets for you guys. Well, I, my whole thing is I know there's probably people listening. Well, this is like you can watch the development of these young guys. It's like I've seen now enough of Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson. I get what they are. Now I want to see them play with like the real team. Well. I actually think it's a little a little bit different for me. It's not necessarily I want to see what they look like with the real team. It's I want to see what they look like when they have to play like competitive, yeah, like, big games. get real reps, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I I know what they can do in this type of environment. So, um, yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting time for the Grizzlies. It's gonna like I said, we what they really need at the deadline they can't get, and it's a fast forward button. <laughs> the right. fan base. Yeah, I, I think there is. There's still. No, I know. I get it. You're yeah. right. The development part is right. important, but like I've just I, seen I'm, enough of it. I, I don't need to see more. I of it. I think it's important for the organization. For fans, yeah. I don't. Yeah, fans really just need. Like we need. What was the Adam Sandler movie? Click where yeah. you got Tebow Click. for real life. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We need that. Yeah. No, you're right. That's exactly what we. That's what we need. Um, all right. Let's do a Tigers buy sell short or go to Reddit. All right. Uh, again, they play at Temple on Thursday. We were talking about. You also know, known as tomorrow. <laughs> also known as mm-hmm. tomorrow. That is correct. Um, okay, here's my buy sell short credit because it's the popular thing when you're criticizing Penny Hardaway's mm. coaching. You're you, more often than not you're cr- criticizing the way he handles the rotation, right? That's yeah. probably the most common complaint. Is that the buy sell short credit? No. Okay, I'll say I will buy that a thousand. No, yeah. but I'm just setting I up. Would, I'm setting would, it up with. I like, would virtually say it's exclusive. No, you're, I, you're, I, you yes. agree with me that yes. that is kind of the like. At the Co-sign. root of everyone's complaints Could, about if you if you don't like Penny as an X's and O's guy, that's really what you're getting at. Yes, you don't. Act, you know, it's not you know, like yes. There's some like oh, he doesn't run like you, I don't like the NBA offense and whatever. But like ultimately, I yes. think more more than anything is that. Buy so sure to go to Reddit. The biggest problem for Memphis this season is Penny Hardaway's rotation. I buy that. <laughs> In the end. They get themselves like the like when we talk about what are their on eye test, like what are their biggest problems? Well, it's like cohesion, turnovers to no one. Like this, Mark, I was I was telling you and John off the air, like it feels like we've had was it the 2019 20 team? Who was the team that would just throw it out of bounds? It's 2019 yeah. 20, yeah. It's obviously not to the volume that that team was because it was really his first two teams. Let's but, like yeah. let's be clear that that one team in particular was special. That was the gold standard of turnovers. Yeah, I like, think it, it was twenty nineteen. It was I think was every there. third possession they turned it over, and these weren't just like ball stripped away. It was just like you found. Yeah, it they in, just throw it. Yeah. inexplicably. Correct. But this team is this team has shades of that where you'll look up and they're just gonna fire it three rows deep. Like it's not just like firing out of bounds; it's out of out of nowhere. They've here's what I'd say: they were when they struggled this year. Turnovers have been a problem, but they were not a heavy turnover team no, at the beginning no, of the vo- year. That's why I said volume. There's nowhere close. The gold standard is still yeah. that other team. But I feel like a lot of that is they have no idea where anyone's going to be, and they don't they don't seem to like trust one another. I think part of their defensive problems are they don't. Trust like when they switch, they don't they don't communicate well enough. 
That seems to be an issue. I think all of this would be settled by if you played guy, if you played fewer guys and you played them more consistently on the floor, that sorts itself out. And then there's no question, like these slow first half starts are a hundred percent because they feel like it they have to get everybody in. Interesting. I think, I hope I'm using this properly. I think I'm gonna short this. All right. I think I think everyone thinks this is the biggest problem. This, then you correct. And in the Rice game, it was the it was like his rotation was the problem. Yeah, was I also, think in the was, Rice game, it was the problem in the first half on on Saturday too. <sighs> yes, maybe. I just don't think it's their biggest problem. This I don't think his. I, I think he's been running the rotation the way he's run it the last couple years. Right, but I guess this and is, I think two this, things. Can, I, I, I do agree with you on that. But this is my problem. If you're going to be against the grain guy, which is I do it differently, mm-hmm. it has to work because at a certain well, point you're now you're hurting your team because, like for instance, Mike Leach was against the grain. I'm going to run the true air raid, whatnot. It worked, so that's fine. But if you're going to be, I'm going to do it differently. It has to work. I think two things can be true. He should shorten his rotation. He should have every year. He's been the coach. It feels like, um, except year one. I feel like on that, because honestly, my, yeah. and I think probably a big part of it was it was a roster he inherited. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like he felt beholden to anyone, and so he he didn't have. And know, I, I thought last year he didn't play. I mean, he I, I guess he did play. It didn't come up very much last year either, people complaining about the rotation. Not nearly as much as every other season, basically. Um, but I, I don't well, think last the rotation— year, Last year didn't ride— Last year was the first team, really, he's had that didn't ride a roller coaster. Like, he's gone to the extreme lately because he's been playing Pierre. But, like, he was playing Sharon Font some and, and everyone else. He was playing 10 guys at the beginning of the year. The problem, Penny, I don't think it's necessarily the rotation in terms of, like, he should, again, he should play fewer guys. But the problem I see playing on, going on out there isn't even just that he plays too many guys. It's that... There's no if you're gonna play that many guys, we're gonna play 10, 11 guys. Like there should probably be more of a plan in terms of like these guys knowing exactly when they're gonna go in the game. Generally Whereas speaking, it feels all reactive. It's all the pro. My biggest issue with Penny's substitutions and rotations isn't as much the number, even though again I'll reiterate I think he should probably play fewer guys. It's more that the way he deploys them and he's gotten better at it like I do think the the philosophy of okay I'm gonna play a bunch of guys in the first half and then I'm gonna narrow it down in the second half is better than the philosophy hat he had when he was first the head coach but I wish there was more of a plan in terms of okay I'm gonna play 10 guys 11 guys but it's like these guys are gonna play from 14 minutes to 10 minutes each game. If you're going to do it, if you're going to like do it like, you know, you say you're an NBA coach, like do it the way an NBA coach does it. Like that's how NBA coaches do, they, do their sons. Honestly, the game's scripted almost. Yeah, like it doesn't matter who plays well or who doesn't. You're going to get you're going to say, "Okay, I'm going to give you these 3 or 4 minutes, and if you're still if you're playing well, I might keep you in, but like, you know, this is when you're definitely going to play." Well, how think- many guys on this team know when they're definitely going to play off the bench? They don't. Because it's random each game. Well, another key part of that is also knowing who you're going to play with. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Like, you can practice. All right, well, this group's going to be on the floor at this time. 
and then you can practice that way. But my my but whole, I, I would my also whole, my whole answer though really boils down to when it gets nut cut in time, he plays the same guys. No, and and it's a tell that even he knows. I think that's what my he would team. say in response to this when he gets asked about it is he would note like it's not like his main guys aren't playing a bunch of minutes. They're playing 32, 34 minutes. But yes, it's disjointed. It is. Well, no, my problem is essentially though that idea, the mm-hmm. core around that is basically development. Mm-hmm. The problem is you are not in a point at which you can just like it's not as if like okay, they've already made it in and now like they can work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't have they don't have the luxury of that anymore. And to me, the biggest problem, the two biggest problems to me were, one, I think Javon Quinterly stopped playing well for a while. Yeah. Um, I think that was a big problem. And frankly, just like their, ma- their main guys haven't played that well lately. Jones played awesome the other day, but we've seen like he's been very, a, a one-way player, if that makes sense, in a lot of these games lately. Um, and then two... You know, I think more than the rotation this year, it's like kind of the roster meddling, if you will. The, you know, like ultimately the roster instability of this team where you're, you know, Brown is leaving and then coming back. Tomlin's getting at And then, by the way, you're not playing him. Yeah, and then you're not playing him. So what was that for? Yeah, and like the, you know, it just seems like, seemed like that to me disrupted this team. Um, Whether, and it obviously wasn't intended for that, but... Um, I don't think it's necessarily the rotation that's their biggest problem, even though the rotation could probably and should probably be shortened. Um, so uh, interesting times for Memphis basketball. Again, I, I, I'm i hopeful about this stretch down. I, I, I think maybe Penny has gotten, has figured something out in his mind. Maybe he should have figured it out sooner, and it's not going to be exactly the way I think people want it in terms of like he's only playing seven or eight guys, but – the way he's talking sounds like someone who's had some sort of breakthrough in terms of how he how he's coaching this team. I'm not there yet. I'm open to it. Yes, I, I'm going to need to see more. You're going to need the four games. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think. I think if you are leery until after these four games about making a judgment about that, I think that's completely fair. Like you're not going to know after tomorrow night. Like they should win that game. Now it would be nice. You know, it would be a good sign if they went into Temple and won by double digits. Like took care of business. Yes. And won by double digits. That'd be a good sign tomorrow. It'd be a good sign if they beat Temple in the game. Never really got. Yeah, like I'm not saying you have to win anxious. by 30, but just like yeah, yeah, no. control a game against a bad team on the road. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a good sign. You know, it's a good sign. David Cobb's coming mm-hmm. coming on the show. Let's talk to him. We'll talk to him about college hoops. He covers it for for uh, CBSSports.com as well as college football. Get the latest on that Tennessee NIL case involving the attorneys general. It's attorneys general, right? Not attorney generals. I believe. I thought it's the state attorney general. Yeah, but there's two of them. Oh, if there's plural. Because uh, it's plural. It's Virginia yes, and the noun. Tennessee. Yeah, general's actually yeah, the attorney's adjective. general. It's like in uh, Latin, where well, the adjective comes second. David Cobb singular will join us mm-hmm. next. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through
through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. David Cobb writes about college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. You can follow him on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Cobb, I was mentioning this to Mark off the air. Can you think of can you think of a event, a day, something that has been as diminished as National Signing Day without like a scandal or you know some like you know like a holiday that we're like we did the math like okay that's probably pretty racist we probably shouldn't be celebrating that like but for really like. The only thing that's really changed with National Signing Day is we added an early signing period and then, you know, the way that college football has changed. But, like, we're not talking like, oh, it was 20 years ago this was a big deal. This was a big deal, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, seven years ago. Even five years ago. I just look at it as now it is a new date. They just moved it on the calendar. That's the only way... I look but at don't, it. But wouldn't you agree, though, the December date, it's, it's not like, oh, it we It gets just, lost because there's not, too much other stuff going on. It's not like Easter. Okay, we move the date around. It, it still feels the same. It doesn't even feel the same in December. Yeah, well, I'm sure once uh, Greg Sankey and uh, Tony Petiti get in a room together on their joint advisory panel, uh, the college football recruiting calendar will be about the 17th most important thing on their agenda. Uh, and Is it even that high? I don't know. I mean, but it's got to be addressed at some point. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I wish we could go back to having it in February. It makes things interesting in the college football world at a time when there's not a whole lot else going on. We don't need the the buzz of National Signing Day in December because there's bowl games, there's playoff talk, there's transfers, there's coaching changes. There's all that other stuff already happening. So I don't don't like it. I don't like the way the calendar is right now. I just stumbled on this. And I'm not acting like this is some great insight, but you know what I think the lesson is? 
when coaches start whining and complaining, we need to do what we've been doing recently, which is let them whine and complain and don't really do anything about it. Because the biggest reason we did all this was they were whining about, well, if we could have our assigning class in December, like it'd be easier in February because they would lose out on kids the night before. Well, it turns out they're just losing the kids the night before in December, and we just changed everything for nothing because what we really did was we disrupted. There's no rhythm to college football anymore, to the calendar. And we, we've completely disrupted the entire, the entire calendar, and therefore it's like it makes us all just like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And really, if, if you're going to move it again, you should move it to like August the 16th or something because most players commit right before their senior season of high school. That's like the most common commitment time. So like let them go ahead and sign in if they want to. And then uh, if you don't want to, like why do we have to have a, a special day to sign? In this era, we're all about to be employees. You should be shopping yourself around like a lot of kids do anyway. Uh, in this in this next year, though, in particular, you should be shopping uh, for the best deal up until the, the last minute, just like you would if you were a, a college graduate trying to hit the job market, right? Like, uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, why do we even need a national signing day anymore in this era? Because what the hell would we do with fax machines anymore? Well, <laughs> I, I think the simple answer is like, well, do you want to be a part of the news cycle? Like in the end, always yeah, just, just fun. Just model, model. Well, it's a day of content, especially yeah. for for us, you know, what and what we do. But I mean, to me, it's like just to model yourself after the NFL at this point. Like the NFL calendar makes sense. Yeah, think of it. You you can't have a draft in college football. This is the closest thing you've got but, to the draft. But what if? <laughs> if we could what turn signing day into like a draft, what if? I'd love to see the labor union's thoughts on that. Or like you know, yeah. you'd have to do it by conference. It'd be like the Big Ten draft. You know, oh, and no, no, make you'd it commit no, to the Big Ten, no, and, no, and, and then and then you'd make get it drafted. make it like the USF, USFL, NFL. Like if you're Jim Kelly, you don't want to go play at Michigan. You wanted to go play at Alabama. Like you have competing drafts. That'd be awesome. Vanderbilt loves that idea. Uh, the only problem is that Vanderbilt's head coach Clark Lee is about to ex- uh, pick ten players in the draft who will ultimately then not meet the academic standards of, of Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah, but then like, what if we find out like they have a different draft board? Like Stanford and Stanford and Vanderbilt have different draft boards because they're worried about ACT scores. Oh, I guess that doesn't even matter anymore. They ought to be playing with Northwestern and Army and Navy uh, in their own little club anyway. I agree with your idea. Your idea of the academic conference, I'm with you. Well, and it's just this is all though just yet another way in which, like, I used to know who the number one recruit in football was each year. I don't think I I don't know who it is. Like who's the number one recruit in the country this Dude, year? There were years now, granted, I was working for a recruiting website. So admittedly, like it was part of my job. There was a year I could name every five star. Well, I have no idea who the number one player is right now. Who who is it, Cobb? Yeah, I don't know either. And here's the here's the difference. Uh it's it's the transfer. So yeah. we can talk about the calendar and and the uh the the December signing date. According to two four seven, the number one recruit in the country is a wide receiver named Jeremiah Smith out of Opelika, Florida. He's going to Ohio State. Oh, I think it's uh, yeah. No, Opelika is Alabama. No, it's O P A L O C K A, Florida. Okay, I haven't even heard it. It's, yeah, it's some suburb of like that's Miami not Apaka. I remember the, there used to be some some high school would feed Ole Miss guys from Apaka. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But no, what basically what I was saying is that. It's the, the the transfer prizes are are what's 
so important. Now, go and look at, at, at Colorado's high school class right now. Deion Sanders has like five high school players signed. Colorado's recruiting class ranks 118th. Out of the Power Four conferences, it is dead last. But his transfer class is number five in the nation. And so, to me, that's what it's all about now. And there is a chance for college football to capitalize on the transfers and make it a big part of the news cycle and make it uh, something that people pay attention to. It's just that, that, that it's happening right now during bowl season and during the coaching carousel. And so, you know, these moves where Quinshawn Judkins goes from uh, Ole Miss to Ohio State, stuff like that kind of gets overlooked in, in, the, in the rest of the mayhem. But to me, that stuff is way bigger than uh, whoever five-star prospect committed to out of high school because – we know what Quinshawn Judkins can do. This cat from uh, who's committed to Ohio State, Jeremiah Smith, I mean, he may go out there and catch 30 passes his entire career. Um, so why are we getting all excited about the high school kids when there's college, proven college producers picking new schools every day uh, who we can look at a body of work and know what they know what they can do? Well, and also to your point, it's like, I don't know. I, and, okay, inherently I know like the best teams have a blend of they sign good recruiting classes out of high school. They fill in the gaps with transfers. Okay, inherently I get that. But, like, if you tell me you've got, like, the number 12 ranked recruiting class out of high school, it's like, I got no idea if that's good or not. Like, what if you just loaded up on players that not everybody wanted and, like, you juiced the rankings? Like, I have no idea. That's the, the Butch Jones philosophy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting because I did a story today on how this is the first time in the 24-7 sports era that the Big 12 does not have a top 20 class. But but I actually don't think that, that it means the Big 12 is some inferior product now. Like, sure, the Big 10 and the SEC are, are better, but I still think the Big 12 can be really successful and really interesting as long as they continue to get uh, good transfers. They've got some interesting, good, well-established coaches in that league. And Mike Gundy hadn't signed a top 30 class like his entire career, and he still wins 10 games almost every season. So, you know, there, there are ways to have success in college football in this era without having to sign a, a top 10 class every other year. What do you make of, so we saw Jeff Halfley leave Boston College to go be the Green Bay defensive coordinator. We see Chip Kelly's interviewing for NFL offensive coordinator gigs. Mich- Michigan's trying to get, their defensive coordinator, who they're trying to get, is apparently considering going to the Seahawks instead. And now we've seen, we've seen G5 head coaches go be coordinators. Like, what does this say about, like, the coaching market right now? I think there's probably a belief within the coaching market that the era of rising salaries is coming to an end. I mean, guys, we're, like, one court ruling away. Don't ask me which one because there's, like, 20 uh, cases out there. But we are one court ruling away, one slap of the, of, the, of the gavel from a federal judge from athletes becoming employees. And, and that money is going to come from the pot that's been paying the coaches. Five years from now, you know, this 10% increase in salary that we've seen every year uh, for, for the coaching industry in college, it's going to stop, and it's going to go the other direction. And contracts are going to be diminished in the coaching ranks because the schools are going to have to pay the players. And on top of that, you got all the other stuff you got to deal with in college sports. So I, I see a guy like Jeff Halfley who, who already had an NFL background and a guy like Chip Kelly, same thing. If you've got connections and contacts in the NFL – and your reputation is still good enough to go coach there, then, like, why not? Uh, I think Jim Harbaugh is the most prominent example of that. But Well, I would you know, say that why not is it's much harder to get an NFL head coaching job than a college football head coaching job. There's just way fewer of them. No, that, well, that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, that's, 
That's 100 percent correct. Like if you're if you're well, trying to move up the ladder, see, so I, to speak, and be a head coach, this is much the, harder to be an NFL head coach. This is the question that I have. What is the line? Like to me, Jeff Halfley leaving, like, it kind of makes sense. Boston College is a hard job. Like it, it just is. Well, it looks like they might get Bill O'Brien. I mean, it, it, and then oh, what's Ohio State can do? Like they're that was going to be their play caller. Yeah. Like see, like all these well, questions. The, the the joke going around Michigan circles is if he were to leave to go to Boston College, Bill O'Brien would still be the most successful play caller of the Ryan Day mm. era against Michigan. There you go, because he because he hasn't lost. Yeah. Um. But like for me, it's like, what is the line? Like I think we can accept. Big Ten jobs and SEC jobs, for the most part, like those are going to be the coveted jobs because those are the ones that are going to pay astronomically. Although I do agree with you, Cobb. There's going to come a point. He's 100 percent right where people are going to. It's all going to come from the same salary pool, and it's going to look like the NFL, where like 80 percent of the money goes to the players, 20 percent goes to coaching or whatever. Whatever the, the it's not going to be this this discrepancy. Well, it's that like the head coaches in the NFL make good money. The assistants don't make quite what. I, yeah. I mean, like, the big-time head coaches in the NFL like the, make, like, 10, I'm, 15 I'm million the coaching, dollars. I agree, though, with Cop. Like, the coaching pool, salary pool is going to be. Yeah, it's no, gonna, I think yeah. you're right. The offensive coordinator, like, the D-line coach in the NFL, and, the you know, like, I don't know how much they make. But the question for me is, like, what is the line of, man, I, I'd rather just go in the NFL and be a coordinator, like, versus being a college head coach. Like, what is, like, I don't know, like, yeah. where, that, where that, that divide yeah. starts. Well, it's circumstantial because, we, I mean, Chip Kelly, I think a lot of people would consider UCLA a top 30 college football job. Now it's about to get harder because UCLA is going to the Big Ten. But the fact that Chip Kelly is, like, obviously trying to leave uh, a top 30 head coaching job to go be an NFL coordinator, uh, that's kind of wild. But it's also circumstantial because his clock is running out at UCLA. They like, tried to fire they, – they leaked that they were firing him in November. Well, but for how much longer? Because, look, I mean, the, the first five years he was there, he had Dorian Thompson-Robinson at quarterback. Yeah. Then Dante Moore didn't work out last year. So what's, what's, what's his plan? Like, what's he going to do um, after this season if it doesn't work out and they go 6-6 six and six and he gets fired, right? So then your stock is diminished. So, you know, you hear the term all the time, reset your clock. And you could say that that's what Chip Kelly is trying to do because if he goes, signs a, goes and signs a, a three-year offensive coordinator – gig in the NFL, then he's reset his clock. He's got a couple mil more safely in the bag. I don't know. I mean, that's probably what you're seeing to a certain extent. And then just the fatigue of all of it with always recruiting your own roster, always having to recruit the high school kids, having to replenish your staff all the time. You got to be a CEO and a manager. And some of these guys like Chip Kelly and Jeff Halfley who cut their teeth as coordinators and like schematic gurus, they just want to get back to football. Um, So being the CEO, okay, I've done that now and I don't want to do it anymore. I almost wonder, do you think Kelly was disappointed when they didn't fire him? Because it's like, okay, it leaks out. I'm going to get the buyout money. Cool. I get to go do whatever I want. It's like, wait, wait, you're not? Oh. <laughs> that, that's, uh, you that, sure? I haven't heard that, but that's hilarious, and, and probably there's probably a little bit of truth in that. I mean, they leaked it out. And remember, there were reports. Like it, was, like, it was very softly worded, but remember, it was coming out in November that he was getting fired. Because Dan, oh, no, Dan Mullen had that awesome tweet of when they were playing yeah. USC. Wait, which coach is on the hot seat? Mm. That was <laughs> Right. No, God, no. I remember those, those rumors. The fact that Chip Kelly survived 
it's kind of wild, but it kind of felt like this this next year, okay, we're not going to uh, throw a new coach to the Wolves year one in the Big Ten. Let's just let Chip ride it out one more season, and then we'll figure out the direction we want to go. I mean, he very well may have been disappointed to not get fired. Being a fired college football coach is one of the most lucrative positions to be in in, in, the, in the country. Now, there's a case to be made right now, right, that Jimbo Fisher's got it better than anyone in America? Oh, man. I mean, uh, not- No, but his rep has taken a serious hit. Like, uh, $75 million. He's I got know. his national title. Money doesn't buy everything, though. It buys a lot of things. I know it does, but I, I just feel like... His like his reputation. He's gonna have. Like, he has to get another job. If, if I'm him, I'm going. Man, I want another shot because like that that kind of tarnished his legacy a little bit. That A and M tenure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. He's, he's not going to go get like a big time gig. But I mean, I think the other thing that's interesting is like we're already starting to see the NFL is going younger, 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 younger. Yeah. Like I'm wondering, Cobb, don't you think like if we're if we're correct in that the salaries are going to start going down. Doesn't that usually always, economically speaking, that usually means you're going younger. Like, the younger people just don't command as much salary. No, that's a great point. I mean, we, we're going to see, I mean, I believe this. this is one of the things that hasn't really been unpacked yet, but we're going to see a rapid uh, change in the, in the coaching hierarchy. I mean, we're already, already seeing it with Nick Saban retiring. He was the highest paid coach in college football. And- Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.